As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you need to use LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash hard work. That's linkedin.com slash hard work to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopsticksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i'm as always alex and i am joined by dylan hi dylan hi alex hello everybody um no bits today i just want to say that stardom impressed me and i'm happy about that i'm, I'm proud of them good for them uh and let's get right into the show Alrighty. um i don't think there's any news that's dropped over the past week it's been very quiet well i say quiet they've had like three shows but uh there's no been news no that we won't get to news yeah just all right like so the, we'll just get right into the it debutant is the only news i think of oh yes 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 i thought we talked well, we about that on the friday one but i really if yeah you know just doing twice last week and then late this week has really thrown me for a loop <laughs> um but i'm sure i'll See, get back on track you gotta be always ready, like Matt Cardonia. Come on now. 
That's me. Damn, it's is an NWA champion, isn't he? NWA champ. Matt I actually Cardona? think he is. I think he is. I have no Crazy. idea, but he is. That you know, I mean, probably best NWA champion past decade. <laughs> um, let's see who had it. Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, Cody, um, Zack Ryder. Let's go. Yeah, the old guy, Tim Storm. Uh. Guy Jacob Fatu's dude, he was he was champ for a while there, wasn't he? Jacob Fatu's. Oh, I thought you were talking. Oh, yeah, Joseph Samael or whatever. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he paid to be champion though. I think that was the story. Like Joseph Samael was like paying the NWA to be champion or something. I don't know if that's true. I just I remember reading that or hearing. I said there was going to be no bit, and the bit this week is us going through NWA history to see if Nemac Cardoni is the best champion. (laughs) Think I think he might be. I think he might be. Awesome, <laughs> um, yeah. maybe not history. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Shout out Jeff Jarrett. But still. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Was Jeff Hardy TNA champion or did he miss that? I think he, I think he was it. TNA. I think, oh, yeah, yeah. I think he was TNA. All right. Well, all right. Uh, sadly, Jeff Hardy is not in stardom, but uh, we will get on to the review of, uh, yes. of everything. Uh, the first show to review was on February 20th. Uh, this is in Chiba. They did 316 fans in the Garden City. So um, get all your Steve Austin jokes out there now, if you have any. Stardom 316 says Momo Gogo whipped your ass. That's a good one, actually. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Good, good, good job. Yeah. Um, the opener was uh, Fukigen Death beating Hanan, Sayakamitani, and Mirai in a four-way match. So... This match drove one thing home to me. Actually, it drove two things home. Mirai has a badass entrance theme. I love it. I need somebody to put it on YouTube as soon as they can. And Saya has a terrible theme. I know I've said this at least ten times. But when you, in this match, after Hanan has made her entrance with her badass theme, after Mirai has made her her entrance with her badass theme, you get Saya and the peppy noise machine, and it's like, I just... What are we doing here? They're doing her so dirty. Yeah, it's not good. Um, it's it's a bad. It's a bad. It's bad music, and it sucks because like it, it sort of corresponds with like Saya's like improvement as a wrestler. Because I'd say like mm-hmm. since she got that music, she's improved a lot. Um, but like her presentation in terms of just like her entrance just just doesn't hit anymore. Not at all. Um, I enjoyed this match for what it was. It was com- yeah. comedic, obviously. But there was some interesting spots involving the other three. Because they... There was one that I really liked. Because the other three are relatively tall people. So they were, like, doing the knuckle. Uh, the... the what you call Test it? of strength. Test of strength. And Fukigen was just walking under them. The yeah, Fukigen was just walking under their arms. Because they're so tall. <laughs> that with their arms up, they were just, like, a tent for her. So she was just walking through them. It was very fun. And, um... Yeah, then Fuki and Death won. So, Good yeah, for half the half the match, Death was just like on the outside doing like bits, like miming mm-hmm. shit, like just so that like people like on camera while they're wrestling, you could just see in the background she's like just like throwing a fit over nothing or whatever, and it's it was very funny. Also, uh, before the match, um, Kogo Momo came out and she was late to get Hanan's. You know how when you're a rookie, you have to hold the rope. Yeah. for your, your seniors. She was late. So she literally bol- busted out of the backstage and like ran up and just like jumped onto the ring and like opened the rope last second and it scared the shit out of Hanan. Super funny. 
Um, Amazing. That was like one of my favorite parts of of, the, <laughs> of this match. Um, but yeah, uh, Death One, Memento Mori, as always, shouts out. Uh, the next match on the show was Himeka and Micah beating Roka and Rina in just under 10 minutes. Uh, Micah pinned Rina. And um, yeah, this was a fairly standard tag. There there wasn't a lot going on here. Himeka and Micah just beat up the children and it went yeah. on a little bit too long. And there was nothing really to grab onto. It was just Micah and Himeka getting a win. Jumbo and Roka did some really good hoss shit in the middle there. I, I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. But other than that, yeah, it was pretty much just that. I thought it was better than I thought it would be, but I kind of thought it was going to be like a complete barren match, and it just, you know, did some cool stuff here and there, so I gave it a little bit of props. That's but yeah, fair. I agree. Uh, Michael wins right. off Enka Atoshi. That she does. Uh, the next match on the card then was Natsupoi and Siri wrestling to a 15-minute draw with Utami Hayashishta and Azami. Um, the big news here is that Utami Hayashishta now has short hair. So um, yeah. she, she went to the barber and said, give me that Azumi cut, brother. And uh, Now she just said, she said, take me back to 2018. And I say that very frequently. Um, not yes. 2018. <laughs> Actually, 2018 was a terrible year for me. 2019. Take me back to 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, she had longer hair. In 20. Doesn't matter. Still, you get my point. Yeah, she's come back to the, um, the short hair she had as the uh, judo rookie. Um, yeah, uh, her her she took promo shots with with the short hair, and uh, I am not going to simp. The stranglehold this woman has had on Twitter for the yeah. last week is no, unbelievable. Like, I, like, like <laughs> it's just amazing. Like, oh man, I I don't want to say something that like sounds offensive, so I'm not going to. Uh, but Jesus Christ, I am yeah, attracted to Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> The entirety of Twitter has just been bowing before short hair Utami. It's it's quite amazing. And um, it was very wholesome because she like posted a picture. She's like, I'm back and I should cut my hair. I look so handsome, don't you think? And everybody's like, please, I am in love with you. And I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's great. It's a great time. Um, yeah. The match was pretty good, I thought. It was, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Utami and Siri did their bits. Azami and Natsupoi did their bits. Uh, Siri, I don't know what happened to her recently, but she's been kicking people even harder than normal. Yeah. And uh, it is great. Like she, she was laying in the kicks here. She was laying in the kicks in every match she was in this week. So uh, you're going to hear that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if you've seen any match involving these teams, you kind of know what to expect. And that like the bar is is very high. And they delivered here. I thought this was really, really good. I've uh, I've really missed Utami. Uh, like, the thing is, is that like people go out and come back in for a couple weeks or for a week at a time very often, so it doesn't really like set in as much for certain people. But like, I feel like with Utami, I was like desperately needing more Utami on those shows the past couple weeks. You know, maybe it's just me. I'm a, I'm obviously a really big Utami fan, but I, I was like, thank God that she's here. I'm so excited. Um. So yeah, shout out to Tommy. I thought she did a great job here. Overall, I thought Azumi did a great job as well. Um, I thought Azumi. I always think Azumi did a great job. If you couldn't tell, big Queen's Quest guy here. Big Queen's Quest guy. But I thought they did great. I thought Azumi had a really strong showing against Shuri, and I always like those. I think they work very well together, and it was nice to see a change of pace that wasn't just Shuri murdering Azumi the entire time. Azumi kind of got one up on Shuri here, and then Poi had to step in and do the high speed finish. Um, match did end in a draw though. Um, 
because of course it did most matches do at this point but yeah overall i enjoyed it like alex said it was a bit you know what you would expect from this type of match with these specific wrestlers but um all of them worked hard all of them did good and i really enjoyed it overall um yeah i never thought i would uh miss utami like that but she was definitely her presence was was definitely missed um and i never would have considered myself one of those kind of fans of utami who would be disappointed if she wasn't on a show but you could tell that she wasn't here she is um she's such a pillar for them in the ring that she's her absence was notable yeah i, I mean i i was tweeting about the other day that it's like kind of crazy that utami's not even you know four years in yet um mm-hmm. Because she started wrestling like three weeks before I started watching. So, yeah. you know, we kind of have the same stardom anniversary, uh, <laughs> coincidentally enough. But yeah, it's it's insane. She's really became something huge. And obviously some people aren't, you know, huge on her at this point. But I think that like, you know, kind of kind of sus. I don't know about all that. Very much great. so. Yeah. Uh, not to get off too off track, but she's she's going to end up as like the greatest women's wrestler of all time right not not like me but the conversation is definitely going to be that she's one of the best because she has hype from all of the media already i think she's the kind of hype that women's wrestlers haven't had in ages i think if everything goes the way it should you know knock on wood Yes. I, and I mean, I said it last week when you asked who's the greatest star I'm training of all time, and I said, give it a couple of years, it's going to be Utami, mm-hmm. but as of now, it's Kairi or Mayu. And we forgot Takumi. We didn't bring up Takumi. Takumi was also up there. Somebody tweeted us that. Um, Takumi was also up there, but you know, give didn't it a couple of years. I didn't want to seem biased by putting Takumi in there, because yeah, I fair, knew everybody, fair. like, of course, Alex said Takumi, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, but, uh, but yeah, a couple of years from now, Utami will certainly be, uh, at least top two greatest uh stardom trainees of all time and she might go down as one of the most you know one of the best women's wrestlers of all time if she can you know dodge the sophomore jinx that she's been dodging for the past three years uh, since (laughs) she won all seven of the belts and was just like okay i can't fuck up this year and then she got injured and then she's like that sucked but i'm still gonna win the red belt and then she won the red belt (laughs) oh she's she's amazing what a shot caller what a shot caller I know. Um, the next match on the show then was an eight-woman tag. It was the stars team of Momokogo, Hazuki, Koguma, and Mayu Watani beating the Cosmic Angels team of Unagi Sayaka, Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, and Waka Sukiyama. Um, interestingly, Momokogo pinned Waka. So yeah. if uh, if you didn't already know, they very much like Momokogo. So yeah. this is your, I actually this is your was not... Tell crazy about this match and i was kind of shocked um it was a bit i i want to say this some of the cosmic angels have been have dipped a lot since dropping the artist belts like they were on a really hot run yeah and now mina hasn't been that great recently and uh waka is obviously still acclimating so you know you can give her some some room there but i definitely i would put this on the the cosmic angels a bit i have been yeah slightly let down by some of them recently I feel like they. This was 15 minutes. I think 15 mm-hmm. minute, 1501. Um, yeah. It felt like it was like 26, and I was just like, "Damn, this is going. This is still going. This is still. Mm-hmm. This is still rocking." And then I checked the time, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's not. That's not good that I said that, because, you know, I've watched you know, 
20 minute matches go feel like they were fucking seven seconds in comparison to this um and yeah i, I wouldn't blame it on on stars i thought stars all worked well together i think they you know as a unit are really you know meshing extremely well but i just don't think maybe they meshed well with kozen here um which is fine it happens but yeah uh momo did win with the uh, northern light suplex which is called the nectar peach uh which is a cool name at least so yeah Okay. Um, the next match then on the show was the main event. It was my Sakurai, Tekla, and Julia beating Momotanabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima. Uh, Julia pinned Saki with the glorious driver in just over 18 minutes. Um, this was good. It, you know, the, the, the way to tie and, and DDM, they kind of wrestled enough to where we've seen a lot of this already. You know, Tekla and Kid have their exchanges. Julia and Momo tried to beat the brakes off each other. Um, my Sakurai was there in her. She looked a lot like Saki. Yeah, her and her yeah. and Saki had a very similar gear, so they they looked a lot alike. Um, it's also very yeah. funny because they they were running a story that's like, "Hey, we look alike. You should join a way to tie." And she's like, "Nah," <laughs> and yeah. she's like, "But I will steal your gear. I will steal that. Yes. Thanks." Yes, of course. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was on the lower end of kind of DDM away to tie matches, because obviously my Sakurai isn't up to that quality, and um, I think some of them have had somebody else instead of Saki, who I, I enjoy a lot more. So, yeah, like, it was good, but it it wasn't anything to graduate to see. Yeah, no comment from me. I, I started watching it, and then I was like, it's... I was... So, for, for, high, for you know, context, I was watching these shows before the pay-per-view, like a couple hours before the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I was like, I do not have time to finish this match. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that great anyway. Uh, just So I watched like the first three minutes. Um, so yeah. No comment. Fair enough. And that is that show. That was a pretty, that was pretty much a tour show though. That wasn't, um, wasn't anything crazy. Uh, the next show, though, was at Cork and Hall. This was on February 21st. Uh, Stardom did 714 fans for this one. So uh, crazy numbers there. Um, in the opener, I Love Tokyo Sports beat wait, Hanan wait, wait. and Ko- this is, this is This is where the debutante comes in. Oh, yes, Before yes. That should, uh, I, should, I should talk about that. That would be good. Yeah, in so, fact, you got heat on Twitter with my, with my boys over it, in fact. Because you you said that she'll be mid card at best, and and Ice was like, "Bro, wh- wh- why?" It was kind of funny. I found that funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just. How I think is she, she gonna break? How is she gonna break when Stardom has so much talent? That's my thing. But listen, it's I think fun. she could be. I think she could be big. I mean, if if they're putting her in again, okay. Spoiler alert: she comes out, says she's nineteen, which is my age. So that's another person for me to feel bad about myself over. Um. And then she says, I would like to wrestle Utami in my first match. And Utami comes out looking all badass and whatnot in her oversized hoodie and says, sure, I'm down, but you might die. Um, oh, no, that was the Eddie Kingston promo. No. She says, <laughs> she comes out and she says, hey, yo, I'm down, but I, I really want to see, I want to see what you're capable of. I'm, I'm really interested. I have a few, you know, a few questions about how you will, you know, be a wrestler. So she's like, you know, uh, and then Rossi's like, as a as a as a present for you passing the protest, uh, you will be in the main event of New Blood One, uh, which is a pretty big deal, I think. I mean, she's going over, you know, a kid match. I mean, obviously Tommy's in there, but that's still a pretty, you know, pretty big deal to be in the main event for your first match. They don't usually do that. 
Yeah, and her name is is Miyu Matsuda as yes, well. So that's that. that's her uh, that's her wrestling name. And she passed her protest. That was posted a few days before the Corkin, and they they said like she'll she'll welcome herself to the fans at Corkin. And she did come out at the start, and she asked for Utami to wrestle her. And um, yeah, as you laid out, her new Tami is the main event of New Blood One. Um, she's tall. She's like the same height as Utami. It appears. So she's Roughly. she's relatively tall already, um, and yeah, she seemed nervous, obviously, as as you'd imagine. But um, yeah, it's there's not much to analyze there. <laughs> yeah, I think she could be good. I think this will be interesting because, like, yeah, first rookie, you know, first stardom grown, you know, created rookie since Lady C. Uh, Lady C was kind of made in like the buffer era of like oh well, technically Lacey Milana's... came from their community classes as well didn't she she yeah. started yeah, attending she, she was classes. she was wrestling with fucking she was like training with tam every week yeah um, and you like they would post pictures yeah she was there constantly you know so yeah so she had some of the training of like you know the old school not necessarily like old school you know like kagetsu type but she had a lot of the training of like the old school way of training versus the now and she sort of like was in that buffer era. This is first wrestler to be fully Bushi Road trained as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Yeah, and I mean, she's gonna have a could trial by bad, fire. Could be good. Yeah. Yeah, Utami. We uh, we are very critical of Utami that, working down. So that's um... also what I was gonna say is that Utami's not the greatest in working down, as we know about one of my least favorite matches of last year, her versus Unagi was god awful um so yeah i hope it i hope it turns out well uh it could i think i think utami i think utami since then has gotten better at being everything yes for one (laughs) but i think i think in her title matches she sure she you know sort of explode explored the more you know aggressive side of like you know getting heat on people um and I thought she did really well against like Hazuki and whatnot. So I think she could, I think she could impress us. And I think hopefully Miyu Matsuda will be really good because she seems, you know, promising if they gave her the main event spot. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, well, she she has to deliver, really, doesn't she? There, if you're in the the main event of the show, it's kind of a a lot of expectations. So I'll have to wait and see how that goes. Um, the opener of the show then afterwards was I Love Tokyo Sports of uh, Fukigen Death and Saki Kashima beat the Stars team of Hanan and Koguma. Uh, Saki pinned Hanan with the My Emblem. Um, just to be upfront, I didn't get to watch anything bar the last two matches from this because they uploaded only... this after the pay-per-view. Yeah, I only watched the main event. Yeah, yeah, so it was kind of difficult because they uploaded they they had they put up the main event the day of and they had the pay-per-view. And they uploaded the rest of the card after the pay-per-view. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of content to try and get in. And uh, I wasn't able to, aside from the last two matches. Um, so we'll just be running down the card for the rest of the stuff. Um, the match that was after that, though, was Mom Watanabe beating Mina Shirakawa. Um, they had her cheat to beat Mina. She's, <laughs> she's basically evil. Right, like they had, they had the pad taken off the corner, and Mina hit the 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 exposed turnbuckle, and that allowed Moment to get the pin. And I was like, "This is just evil." They they are redoing 
be evil. Gosh. Why? Why? At least she isn't getting the belt. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope. I really <laughs> I <pray>. hope. <laughs> if you asked me, like, a couple months ago, like, who my least... Like, if... Out of everybody on the roster, who do I want to have the red belt the least? It would have been Unagi. Still is. But close second is Momo. And that is, like, unheard of a few months ago when I was like, yeah, give her the belt yesterday. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, they've completely... Like, obviously, I'm just not a big heel guy anymore with, like, this type of heat specifically. But, like, they've completely just killed me on Momo overall. Like, I just don't... I don't know. It just doesn't feel good anymore watching her wrestle specifically like she she has good matches she could she's ca still capable of obviously having good matches we've seen against azumi we've seen some of her tag matches really good but just bare minimum base level momo just does not interest me and it's really mm -hmm. upsetting but it is what it is that it is um the next match after that was uh the queen's quest team of sayakamatani utami Hashishta, and azumi beating momokogo Zuki and Mayu Watani of Stars, Azumi pinned Momo in the, the lead up to her high speed championship challenge. I should probably um, go back and watch that. It sounds pretty good. Probably. Uh, the match after that then was the Don Del Mondo team of Mai Sakurai, Mirai, and Julia beating the Cosmic Angels team of Tam Nakano, Unagasaka, and Waka Skiyama. Uh, Mai pinned Waka with the diving elbow drop, so they're continuing that little thing there of Mai <laughs> keeping constantly beating Waka and being better than Waka, and that's that's kind of their dynamic there. It's a big sage right there. Indeed. And now onto a match that we can talk about. Uh, Tekla and Siri of Don Del Mondo wrestled to a 20-minute draw with Akane Fujita and Risa Sarah of Prominence. Um, everything to do with Siri and Risa Sarah, I'm, I need it. I just inject it into my veins right now. Just give me all of it. They are they are fantastic. Uh, Risa Sarah is just absolutely badass. You know, blue hair, very char charismatic. Obviously, has a lot of just kind of an aura to her because obviously she's been a pushed commodity for a while now, and she she's kind of dangerous since she does some of the death matches and she bleeds a lot. So she has this real energy to her, and it, it really counters Yuri very well. And uh, everything they did was fantastic. Uh, Tekla and Akane kind of continued their thing from from Ice Ribbon. They had a few misses in there, but generally it was it was solid. Um, but really, Siri and Risa were the the stars. Yeah, um, I did not get to watch this, but I will probably watch it after yes. this show. Um, I, I was really excited for it, and I was like, eh, it's a draw. I could wait on it because I've been watching. Uh, I didn't say this on air. I've watched like thirty matches in the past like three days, so a lot of wrestling for me. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it, I I will go back and watch this. I do want to say that uh, not this match, but from a match that Risa Sarah had at Wave, um, you know Valentine's Wave show, uh, I I showed my friend, my roommate, um, I showed her a picture of Risa Sarah, and I was like, "See, pretty woman bleeding, isn't that cool? This is this is what I talk about all day." And she's like, "Oh wow, that that is that is pretty cool, actually." So yeah, uh, Risa Sarah is Alexa approved. Shout out, um, and yeah. I, I bet that Sherry... So, going to a draw was weird, in my yes. opinion. I thought yes. that was, like, you know, like, it didn't kill the, the heat of the match, obviously, but, like, it made it, like, oh, okay. So we're not giving it away yet. 
like at all. We're not forwarding this. And they, I mean, they did afterwards, but still, you know, they just sort of, you know, didn't really, you know what I mean. Yes, the draw was was entirely unnecessary. Just just have Risa pin Tekla. It's fine. Tekla is fine. You know, she it'll be grand. Just just have her pin Tekla. It's it, it's fine. <laughs> the world is not going to end if Tekla loses a match to uh, to prominence. But um, yeah, that was that. You know, like the draws, as we say, we they kind of just roll off our back at this stage. But sometimes you're just kind of like, you could have just had somebody win here. But um. Yeah, that's stardom. Um, Akane Fujita came out with the uh, the WUW belt that she won off Tekla and Ice Ribbon, and I thought that was a big power move. That belt is massive. It number is, one, it is a very big belt. And number two, what a power move to just show up with the belt that she took off her in another promotion. Very, very good. And the Fantastice belt has yet to uh, to make an appearance. <laughs> I think they just won't be happy with pro wrestling, man. Let them be wow. what they what, let them do what they want to do. Of course. Uh, after the match, then we had uh, we had a bit of a kerfuffle between DDM and Prominence, and basically what happened was uh, Suzu was like, "Julia, I want this match. You keep ducking me. I want the match." And Julia rightfully said, "I've I've a title match uh, at Ryogoku. I kind of I kind of want to win the world title. So um, sorry about that." And Suzu responded by saying, "You know what? I get it. I got you a birthday present." She pulls out a light tube. <laughs> so, can light Suzu, up your room and your head. What up? Like, yeah. So, so Suzu was gonna beat Julia with this with this light tube until Siri got in her way and uh, Arb took took the uh, tube away from from Suzu. Then everybody fought each other because that's how they go. Uh, Suzu had a German on Julia, and I was like, hell yeah, that that is awesome. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we have we have light tubes now. <laughs> so. Involved. Like, Chekhov's gun, right? Like, maybe not in stardom, but at some point, Suzu and Julia, one of them breaks a light tube over the other person's head. At some point, somewhere. If they don't, it it completely kills, like, that's like the fundamentals of writing. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, you produce a weapon, you use the weapon. Or you Mm -hmm. very, you know, like, I don't know. It's, It's one of those things where it's like... I, I, yeah, it'll probably be at a prominence show, which, you know, shout prominence is great. So, yeah, because I mean, prominence isn't going to agree to do this unless they get something in return, I would imagine. Um, and getting a DDM paid an exposure, you know, how it'd be, <laughs> of course. Um, but you know, getting a, a Julia or some DDM members to do a death match or, or even just a match where light tubes can be used it seems like a, a good trade off. Um, you wouldn't introduce it if you aren't going to use it at some point, unless their whole thing is to just make Suzu look crazy. But um, you don't want Suzu to look crazy. You want her to look dangerous. And I think they've done enough crazy. Yes. You know what I mean? Where it's <laughs> yeah. like, I think I think she looks crazy enough for this to just be like, oh, she's raised the stakes anymore, even more. It's like, no, I, now I just want to see her hit somebody with a light tube. Like, that's what mm-hmm. that did. It didn't make me think, oh, wow, she really wants to hurt this person. It's like, I want to see her hurt this person. It's it's a very specific difference, but it's it's if they were just going with the oh Suzu's unhinged, then it's like that wasn't what it did. Um, surprisingly, it did make some Japanese fans upset. Apparently, um, and I, I've just heard about this. I, I do yeah. not know this for certain, but I, I mean, I've heard death matches are an corner. acquired taste. 
I would imagine Certainly. that some Japanese fans are like, listen, fam, I just want pretty women. I do not want light tubes. What are you doing? You know, because that, that's kind of how it works. Just look at how people reacted when, was it the bunny bled on an AEW? And yeah. people were like, this is gory. This is horrendous. How are they letting women do this? You're just and... doing the Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, but other, other people were also very No, upset. I know. And uh, they were like, how are you, you going to let these women do this for, for 500,000 viewers? And just a number of very ridiculous points. But people, people, general wrestling fans are going to be very hit or miss on, on death matches. So um, I can understand um, why people were a bit hesitant when they saw a light tube come out. They were like, listen, we don't want this in stardom. Please don't. <laughs> I understand, but I will never agree. And I think they should shut up. But it's fair. But that's just me. Um, but yeah, that's, that's not on the DDM prominent stuff. They didn't really follow up much on that. Um, they do seem to want a four versus four, uh, prominence that is. So I imagine a day two of, of, uh, Sumo Hall, there'll be a four members of DDM versus four members of prominence. Cause that was what was specifically mentioned was four on four. Cause Hiragi is, is still injured. Um, I, I guess that'll be the match down the line. Uh, but there was no other announcement here after or even the backstage comments it was just that kind of prominent saying hey we have four why don't why don't you put four forward we'll wrestle i we know julia and syria are busy so let's just wrestle anyway so we'll have to wait and see there um the main event of the show then was an artist of stardom championship match the don del mondo group of micah Hameka, and natsupoy beat the Young OED squad of Starlight Kid, Rocka, and Rina. And Natsupoy pinned Rocka with a lay with uh, La Mahistral. Yes. So, um. Good, good job getting that one out. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first thing is that uh, Young OED looked amazing. They had their hair done, they had a uh, new gear. And, Rocka's uh, they... the new doctor of death. I don't know if you know about that. Hell yeah. And they had the, the kimonos back, the. The, well, not kimonos. I, I don't think they're like cloaks. Them. Yeah, they had the cloaks back, and they, yeah. they just looked really badass all together. Like whoever put together the uh, the wardrobe there did a great job because they all looked really good. And then that's the thing with Joshi is that wrestlers will change their gear sometimes, especially younger wrestlers like this, to say this is important. Like when Azumi pulls out the big match purple, you know the you know the one I'm talking about, and this yes. was kind of their version of that where you could tell this was a big, big match for them based on the fact that they had gone all out on, you know, having new gear and having the hair done and everything else. And um, they really lived up to the expectations here. I've seen a lot of praise for this match. Aesthetically speaking, my human play looked like nerds. I'm going to be honest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, as wrestlers, I think, uh, I think that they are, like, better wrestlers, obviously. Like, my human play just, you know, bodies all three of young OED low key. Um, but I think, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> no, cause somebody, somebody was texting me and I was like, Oh shit, that's, that's, I need to, I need to read that. But I was like, I can't read that right now. And ADHD, you know how it'd be. Um, yeah. I, I thought that they looked lame uh, in comparison. Cause like I said, Ruka looks like the new doctor of death, a uh, murderer, great stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I thought this match was great. Actually. I thought, it wasn't too focused on the Oedotai shenanigans like I thought it would be. And it just sort of let 
you know, my human would sort of take the lead and then Oedo Tai like catch up to them. And Oedo Tai caught up really quickly. Um, and it was from there, you know, from a couple minutes in, it was just really, really good. Like it, it obviously established it had some exhibition early on, but then after a few minutes, just really great shit. So yeah, from, from top to bottom, really good match. Um, I also love that Micah, Micah really showed out here. I'd say Micah did a lot of work here to make Oedo Tai look good. Um, mm-hmm. So big shout out to Micah. I thought she was, you know, bumping her ass off. She was also just looking like an absolutely powerhouse. Shout out Hobbs right right there. Um, and yeah, I just, I really enjoy this match. Before before Cinderella Journey, I was like, oh, this is like my favorite start of match this year. You know, because like, um, wow. like, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, Sherry vs. Mirai was good. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I just really enjoyed this match a lot. Um, and I, I, yeah, so really shout out to them. They did great. Yeah, they all they all delivered. This was this was up there with your any of the other artists of Stardom title matches, you know. And this this these titles have produced some really really good matches over the past year or so, and this belongs in the conversation with all the rest of them. You know, Young OED really did really really well, and uh, credit to DDM though for doing everything they could to to make their opponents look like credible challengers. Um, I thought Natsupoi and Rocka, especially at the end for their finishing stretch, they had a lot of really good stuff and a lot of good near falls. Um, and yeah, just generally, Young OED really lived up to the moniker here. Um, do you ever think about how ballsy Rossi can be? They had a sold out oh, yeah. Corican, and he put two minors in the main event, a 20 minute, you know, competitive main event title match involving two minors. He is insane. Yeah, I mean, it it went swimmingly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I I mentioned I mentioned to you the other day. I was like, you know, because we on VTG, which is coming out eventually, of course. Um, on VTG, we watched Minami Toyota versus Toshi Yamada, which went to a thirty minute draw. Then they went overtime to forty minutes, and we were, I was like, damn, Rossi just completely ripped this off for Utami and Sherry, and I then I was like, that was ballsy back then in AJW. And I would say that, like, Utami wasn't, before that match, wasn't considered at the level that Minami Toyota and Toshi Yamada were. Rossi's won, like, like he, he took that risk right there, you know, because mm-hmm. that could have bombed, you know, because that, just like the Minami Toyota-Yamada match, that could have been really bad, but it wasn't. Um, and I just thought about it, it's like, damn, Rossi had the insight. So, you know, shout out to him. He really, he really got that. Like, he he's... He's good at making risks. I think he'd do a lot. He'd make a lot of money in Las Vegas, personally. But he's <laughs> yeah. he's a real smart guy when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, this is really good. Also, one little critique that I found really funny was that Rucka grabbed the ref and like you know, like sort of like dragged him around, whatever. And nobody cheated. And then the second that she let him go and he turned around, they started cheating again. And I was like, what are you, what, what? Like, like, like nobody got in. The, like, it, she literally just like grabbed onto the ref and was like, like in the match. She's like, no, 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 ref, ref, look at, look at me, look at me, and nothing happened. And then she let go of the ref, and then they all just got in the ring and beat her up. And I was just like, you, what? Why did, <laughs> why did you do that? But yeah, it was, it was very funny. And it was. Um. So as as I said, Poi won with the Mahastral, which is a roll up. Uh, immediately after the finish, uh, she got jumped by a way to tie. And out comes Kyrie, who obviously made her her return to stardom last week. And Kyrie confronts Starlight Kid, throws a spinning backfist in heels, which has, has gained a lot of attention. 
Um, and she eventually, after a bit of a promo, uh, she, her kid and her agree to a, a singles match on day two at Sumo Hall. So Kyrie's first singles match back in stardom is going to be against Starlight Kid. Yeah. Pretty amazing, to be fair. I thought they'd do a, a six-woman tag with, with a way to tie, but they just went straight into it. You would think. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty um, so... telling that they, they really understand how, how great Starlight Kid is. And Remember... How... Sorry, go ahead. No, you seem to be onto something here. Let's let's let you go. Remember last week when we were talking about the direction of Kyrie mm-hmm. and the white belt and all that? I think with spoiler alert, with Kid not having the high speed belt, everything we said last week replace Unagi with Kid. And I think that might be where we're going. Mm, I don't know. I think they like I I think they're real gun the gung ho on fucking kid. Like I I think that that's I think they're they're they've been I think Rossi has been waiting since she was like fifteen to put the wipeout on her and he just literally couldn't because she was a child. <laughs> um, and like now that like she's over and she's you know improved as a wrestler and just overall has sort of found her found her niche. Um, even if it's not my favorite niche, she's definitely found it. Uh, I think that it's literally any day now she's winning the white belt especially because like there was a there was a big thing about how she never wins singles championships mm-hmm. you know in stars she challenged like I, I realized that it wasn't multiple times for the white belt but just in general challenged for singles belts that weren't the future belt like 15 times and lost all of them and then when she went to a weight she immediately wins the high speed belt and i think you know I think that's building to her winning the white belt. You know, I think they've been building to that for years now. Uh, and I think that might be, like, she might win it off Saya, and then Kyrie, you know, faces, Ky- Kyrie faces Kid after Kyrie beats Kid, you know, at Ryogoku, and then Kid gets her win back. I, in this moment, I'm not sure Kid wins either of the two big belts until she's babyface again. Um... I mean, that, I'm, I'm down for that. That's always my end goal with her, because she's she's too much of a, a a star to not make into a top baby face. So you probably you want think. that to be the the big thing is for her to eventually realign with Mayu and maybe take over stars, and that's when she can win the the white belt uh, or the red belt, whichever they decide to go for. Um, as a heel, you you probably do limit her for for now. So that her first run is is a big babyface run, but I don't know because I I don't know if this is they're gonna do this new thing because I'm not really sure they've ever really done the heel champion thing. Um, you know they've never the Stardom never did strong heels and babyfaces that much. I mean, yeah, the only they tried I mean, like <laughs> they did try. Yeah, but it never took outside of outside of Gaijins. I I mean like EO and Kagetsu. Yeah, but like alpha female sort of, you know... winning the belt for ninety days is is about the best I can I can think of. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was thinking of when I said yeah. that. But yeah, so I, I, I think I don't know either. Honestly, it's it's, but it makes me think that I feel like kid over Unagi. Like I think in placement. You see, the thing from is, here on out, I think kid over Unagi. Unagi. Even Unagi though Unagi probably older, has a shorter, so like she has less time. Yeah. Yeah, Unagi probably has a shorter time span. So you want to 
get the most out of her, especially since she's probably taking Tam's spot and they have no idea how long Tam is going to stick around. So you probably want to rush it to Unagi compared to Kiki. Dude, I was thought Tam was retiring two days ago. <laughs> like, for a second, I was like, mm-hmm. why is she crying? Why is she? Why is what's happening? What's feels about like to happen? It's coming, and she doesn't didn't. it? It it feels like yeah. it's in the pipeline. I don't know. I don't know when. But they also keep like. building shit for her. You know what I mean? Like the That's my true. stuff is is hers. Uh, the she has an our white belt. You know, challenge, which obviously mm-hmm. she's probably not going to win, but you know that's that's relatively important. Like it's 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 interesting. I don't know when Tam hangs it up. Could be any day now, but it also could be five years from now. Who knows? Definitely. She could um, have just lied. Possibly, but um, yeah. So Kyrie and Starlight Kid is the singles match. Um, Kyrie also walked the ropes and heels. Yeah, which, like she she failed at it because obviously because it's like nearly impossible mm-hmm. to do that in heels, um, but she didn't fail that bad. Like, I mean, she, she could have, it could have been way worse. And she, like, she's just doing bits, but they're cool. Like, that's the thing is that, like, my bits are not cool. They're not funny. Everybody hates them. But, like, Kyrie's doing bits. And I'm just like, man, I love Kyrie. Kyrie's so cool. You know, like, it, she's, she's killing it. Yes. Uh, she stole so, Cosmic oh Angel's God. fucking catchphrase for no reason. Like, she's just, <laughs> like, she said, Philip. like, focus. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Focus. So. Starlight Kid is the first singles match of Kyrie's return. Um, says a lot about Starlight Kid and, and how they view her. I read somewhere, I, I can't remember who said it, and I can't remember where even the source is, but apparently Kyrie asked for, for Kid to be the, the, child, the opponent. I don't know how true that is. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be a fever dream. I have had some very strange Kyrie has recently. very specific. Kyrie has very specific, like, desires like she's like okay i want to face tam i want to face i, I want to face kid and i think she wanted to face maybe tommy one other person i forget but she had like a list of people she specifically wanted to face uh it's a very cm punk-esque uh return which is you know i i i enjoy it because it feels like she's like yeah i want to get into the meat of it you know question we brought up five star cinderella uh probably not no you don't think so It'd be very hard to get her out. True. I mean, well, do they still do over the top rope? Do, but I don't know if you wanna, if you wanna, you know, waste one. Does she just simply win? (laughs) Does she simply win the the Cinderella? No, that's for Hameka. I mean, yes, obviously, but Um, honestly, the field's kind of opening up. No, it's not. They're they're going back to Tommy and Tam, so like. Hazuki could win it because I thought Hazuki would challenge for the white belt at some point. Shut up. Uh, you know, Micah could win it. Jumbo can win it. Like, I, I think a lot of people could win it, but I hope yeah, it's Jumbo. I don't agree. I think it's just Hameka. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Kid, going to be great. A uh, big, big sign of faith in Kid that that's the first singles match. And um, that day two is starting to load up time. Um, yeah, it's crazy to see Kyrie back. Still, still surreal that she, she was just in the ring doing a promo, and I was like, "Hold me, oh my god, that's Kyrie in the ring doing a promo." <laughs> you know, it seems so obvious, but you're just like, "Holy shit!" Because uh, you know, six months ago, that was like a, a dream. You know. Yeah. And now she's doing the bang, the the gun. You know. Yeah, she's that was that was pretty weird. I don't know what that was, but a little um, bit, a little bit. She again, just doing. She's bits. so just goofy. 
but yeah. it's it's really cool. She still makes it cool. She is such a, you know, a charismatic figure. Um, I know we have a lot to talk about still. Yes, we do, and you would... just keep going. What is happening? <laughs> you, I would like to. We have spent like ten minutes trying to just Shut do up. the Kyrie post match because you're just like, hey, I need another to talk thing about Kyrie a little bit more. Oh I need God. to talk about Kyrie a little bit more. So right. uh, I I actually I talked about this last week. I found the Kyrie Hojo versus Suzuki match. Um, shout out to to one of the warehouse boys, Carbon Tax. I appreciate him dearly. He he hooked me up with it. Great match. Like, Hazuki was, like, four matches back after, like, you know, a year off. She just killed it. Like, she completely won the crowd over, like, entirely as a heel. Like, it was wild. Uh, Kyrie's obviously incredible as well. Great match. Um, I would say go find it, but uh, you can't because you don't have friends like I do. <laughs> That's pretty That's harsh. You could, you could DM me if you really, really want it. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's that. Uh, on to the next show to review, which is our last show to review. Uh, this is the pay-per-view. This is on February 23rd. This was the Cinderella Journey 2022 in Nagaoka. Um, they did 706 fans for this. So they did more fans in Corican than they did for this pay-per-view. <laughs> which is yeah, the ambiance of this pay-per-view was terrible. Like, it, it yeah. just overall, just like the presence. This isn't like it a just, good it wrestling wasn't... venue. It, it no, it was bad. it was a basketball gym. Yeah, and you could tell because Azumi once bumped on the hardwood floor. Because <laughs> no, they do WNBA games in this, I'm pretty sure that's why they run here because they have a partnership with the WNBA, so they probably got a discount on the venue. Um, it's not the is it the Jap is the Japanese basketball league called the <sighs> NBA? Probably not, but you know what I mean. Yeah, the Joshi Basketball League, yes. Yes, the JL or whatever. Uh, not Joe Lanza. That's actually... Um... <laughs> um, but yeah. Yes, I'm the one who keeps getting off track. I feel like you've mentioned Joe Lanza on this podcast like at least six times, and that's way too much. Over the past two years, maybe. <laughs> not in yes, one episode. over the past two years. Jeez. Okay, well, Kyrie's a bit more relevant, Alex. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's move on. I am trying. <laughs> So, they had 706 fans of this show. Um, I was looking into the, the attendance numbers. Um, Noah used to run this venue like once a year back in the early 10s, and they would do around 700. Their last show here only did 340. So, basically, this is, Relatively a, this, this a is on the high end of numbers for this yeah. audience. I guess there's just there's not a big base of fans here and. Nagaoka, and they yeah. got all of them here. So, you know, that's how it goes. If they did get a discount on the venue, I'm sure they did make a bit of money on the show anyway from selling 700 tickets, so it's not too bad. Um, and yeah, with that, we're on to the opener. Um, I didn't get to watch this dark match. It was either watch this or watch the Prominence match, and I figured Prominence was a bit more important. Um, Makes sense. This was a... Three... I only saw one part of this match, like the last minute, so... Okay, that's 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 very helpful. Um, so, yes. this one was a three-way match to decide the future of Stardom champion number one contender. Uh, what Stardom didn't say, and I don't think they told the wrestlers until the, they were in the ring, is that there were two winners of this match. Uh, the first winner went on to challenge Hanan on day one of Sumo Hall, and the other winner went on to sense. challenge her on day two. Serena won the first match. She pinned Waka. Uh, and then my Sakurai also pinned Waka. So 
Rina challenges Hanan on day one. Which... My Sakurai challenges Hanan on day two of Sumo Hall. This is concerning. This is concerning. No, no, it's not. Don't worry. My Sakurai should not win the future belt. She should. Can we though. all say that together? She will. My Sakurai should not win the future belt again. My Sakurai should not beat Hanan, the next greatest babyface in the history of this of this sport, for the future belt. That should not happen. But I will say, my Sakurai's elbow drop looked pretty good. It looked like she crushed her fucking windpipe. It was great. Uh, it, it did. Like I was surprised. I was like, oh wow, she actually worked on that. It looks good now. So decent elbow drop. She should not win the future belt. Thank you. She probably will. Um, she probably will. Yes. But she should. If I had a camera, I'd be looking straight at the camera right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So the the opener of the actual show then was Hanan defending the Future of Stardom Championship against Momo Kogo. Um, I didn't know where else to fit this in. Momo Kogo has been training with Hazuki, and they have introduced yeah. a sensei who is helping yeah. them teach. Um, the sensei has remained a mystery. So whoever it is is teaching Momo Kogo along with Hazuki. This doesn't seem like any big, huge mystery. It just seems like another step in the videos they have been doing with Momo Kogo because they've been doing a few of those. You know, Momo is trying yeah. to prove herself to stars things. This isn't just they drop this for another mystery. This is a part of a narrative that they've already established. Um, my read was that the the sensei is a dude just based on... You didn't get to see all of the sensei. They showed the bottom half of them, and you could see their hands. And I figured yep. it looked like a guy's hand. <laughs> I know yeah, this is his, really his, specific. His legs kind of looked like this sounds weird, but like he just looked. It just looked like it was more like built than just like like. I mean, compared to compared to what like Nanai or Kagetsu, mm -hmm. like it looked bigger. If it was Kagetsu, we would have seen her because she is that short. <laughs> like you would have exactly. seen her exactly. That's the my camera point. could not uh, conceal her that much. Um, so yeah. Um, I think they, they there was a slight giveaway. The the shoes were like red and black, and I think it's Liger, and they'll probably have him teach Momokogo a move or something, and that's what she'll use to win matches. I, I feel like that's where we're going with this, is somebody like Liger is helping to teach Momokogo, and she'll get passed down a move, and she will then use that move to succeed. That just seems like the most obvious part there. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking like... I think I was like a Nakanishi. I don't know why, but Nakanishi just rang into my He's head. He's the most like, random oh, one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. But Nakanishi. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> also funny because I, I thought about it. It's like, oh, he's done stuff with Starman. It's like, oh, he did stuff with Queen's Quest, which neither of these people have been in Queen's Quest for like five years. And it was not like, I, it just doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it When I woke up and saw that Hazuki was talking about a sensei, I was like not excited because i was just like man they really teasing me right now they really they really they they trying to get to me they're trying to get to me but they mm -hmm. they won't i refuse to let them uh so yeah i i don't know uh nagata would be fun like i think if i think i think momokogo doing the the white eyes while she breaks somebody's arm is is perfect uh she already is dope i think that'd be really fun um yeah i don't know it, some some dad from new japan definitely um, this future starter match itself, I thought was pretty solid. Um, Hanan won with the backdrop driver in five minutes. You know, I enjoy what these future starter title matches are nowadays. They're just pay-per-view openers that they go five or six minutes, get solid action, 
that's a show off to a nice start. Um, I, I, I really like yep. what they're doing here. Momokogo's offense is looking better every match, which is always a good thing. Um, she did think that she had invincibility frames after she kicked out of a move because she she stood there like power posing, and then while Hanan was setting up a skull kick and fucking destroyed her. Uh, I found that very funny. And then yeah, Hanan with the backdrop driver. I actually love that she's using the backdrop driver. I that's, think that's great. Like, it it just it makes sense because like it's it's almost like a seatbelt from judo. Uh, it's so it's like it's close to her roots, so to speak, and it's also just like one of the best moves in fucking Puro history. So, you know, it's a great, great combination for Hanan. And she gets Definitely. the win. Yeah, I thought Ko Momokogo looked like a bit of a star during her entrance. You know, the umbrella, oh, yeah. the, the, the steam, obviously the, the dark lighting of the, the big venue. She she looked really, really good uh coming out. She's rocking and, the kimono. Yeah. yeah she looks she looked great. I was like, oh, this is like, this is a star right here. Yes, she is charisma. Charisma incarnate, basically. Um, Correct. The match after that then was uh, Momo Watanabe and Roka of Oedo Tai beating Lady C and Utami Hayashishita of Queen's Quest. Uh, Roka pinned Lady C with a freezer bomb. Um, Lady C rocking some new gear. Not good. <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. But uh, <laughs> Lady C had new the gear. The only person that was trying was Lady C, and like that—that's not yes. a good. That's not a good thing. But yeah, she had new gear. It looked great. Yeah, it was a very Mayu-esque thing of let me throw as many clashing ideas as possible into my look. Yeah, <laughs> but it kind of. It worked. was also black, so she kind of looked like an Oedo type wrestler, like because it was like black and like white. The leg was like not Oedo type. The rest of it not, wasn't. She, she, okay, not in a way of so she just looked emo at one point because she had her hair in her face, and I was like, oh, she looks emo. And then I was just like, oh, but it's Lady C. She's not emo. Yeah. Um, she she, she, she emo. got me there. She got me there. Uh, but yeah, Lady C looked great, but she can't carry a tag match. No. Um, Utami was not about to try here. She was like, I y'all can wrestle. Y'all can. Yeah. In fact, during the uh, DDM versus DDM match, after the match, like Utami was like, like she looked exhausted just watching it, and I just imagine in her head she's going, "Damn, I had to wrestle three minutes. These motherfuckers went twenty. That's crazy." Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. The only yeah. real highlight of this match was Momo's shithousery. I thought she was very funny at some points. You know, like uh, her and Utami started off, and you know, Utami obviously wanting to get at Momo, and Momo just tagged out right away. She was like, "I don't want none yeah, of this." She... She lured both of Queen's Quest outside of the ring and just fucking dropped them on the floor. And then she got back in and she's like, look what I did. Did you see that? That was awesome. Yeah, that was funny. Also, Golden Week. Golden Week. We didn't, they, they announced Golden Week. Yeah. Yeah, nice. it's not, it's not super It's not going to be fun, though. Um, they do have another big show, though, on the 5th of May, which is a week after the Cinderella Finals. It's at the Fukuoka International Center. Which is a fairly big venue. Noah ran there twice last year and did over a thousand. And uh, Dragon Golden Gate Week is go ahead. Dragon Gate did it in 2019, which is pre-pandemic, and they did about three thousand. So it's a big enough venue, and the expectation is obviously going to be that they get in and around that Noah number. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can, especially a week after the Cinderella finals. Yeah, historically. Golden Week, and obviously historically Golden Week is something very different than what Starm is going to do this year, regardless. But historically, Golden Week is kind of the the week to, like, not reset things, but in terms of, like, factions, 
the draft used to happen like a week before Golden Week um, and stuff like that. So do you think that's sort of when the DDM split starts happening? Uh, around Golden Week, since they have so much, so much infrastructure that they could just use to, they could do literally anything in five days of you know big shows in a week. Like they could really destroy the entire company if they wanted to. <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to think they hold off on the DDM thing for a little while because they didn't even I mean, show any so, hints but, of it um, during the but show. More, more so, do you think? Do you think anything goes down Golden Week other than just oh, there's going to be a bunch of tile defenses and ooh match and there's matches and there's stuff uh, there's no fun stuff not. but there's matches they don't really need it if they have um cinderella winner challenging that's true that's true i don't know i just feel like they need to fill those dates if they're going to be bigger shows or even if they aren't it's just you know it's a lot of shows well golden week last year wasn't huge i know they did a couple of well, cool matches COVID. but they they you know it wasn't huge but but that that was more so because they were still very, you know. And they still strictly... are. <laughs> they still. No. Are. Yes. No. I I know. COVID, like I'm not saying that they aren't, but you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm. Last year, like early last year, was like a blur to me. Like the first six months, complete blur. That is not very good. <laughs> no. What? It's not. Like what is happening? What are we doing? We actually I can go up in my in my notes and I could read about it. Like that's the funny part. Okay. Oh yeah, that was the fucking Oh no, I remember. Okay, we're good. <laughs> this is not a joke. That's the fucked up part. Is that this is not a joke. I went up and I was like, "Oh yeah, it was like the All-Star Rumble and shit." And then I went back down. So now I remember. That was March, though. You... Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. I drank too much coffee. <sighs> Dylan, I don't want to do this show anymore. I hate to tell you. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> okay. Damn, that's crazy, right? Right as Sarum has, like, one of the best matches of the... The best two-match two stretch of the year. You're like, I can't get to it. We can't... I, I, I'm done. I'm done before we even get to talk about it. I know. I'm that's sorry. Great. You're just... You're just you're just too much for me, man. I can't. It's it's many many have said that about me. That is that it's... is true. Yeah. This this show is going to get you a whole lot more of two star reviews. I think. <laughs> I I can Dude, hear them legit... being typed up now. Yeah, I know. I went because like I thought the I know that this is off topic. I thought the last couple shows were really good from us, and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any new uh, five star reviews or like new reviews in general. And there wasn't. It's just one more two star. I was like, damn, that's <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But yeah. Anyway, back to the show. Mayu versus yeah, Mayu versus Mayu Iwatani and Tam Nakano beat Fuki Gendeth and Saki Kashima in just over ten minutes. Um, this was the most standard play-in tag match you have ever seen. Um, it was slightly cool because Tam and Mayu teamed together for the first time in a while, but otherwise. This did nothing. This was just a match that happened, and it was there was nothing really there. I thought that Saki did like the most, like in terms of just like physical leg work in a match that looked good <laughs> since like the Shuri match. Like honestly, like I think this was probably her best performance since then. I mean, if you don't count like the comedy stuff, which I obviously do, I think you know her comedy stuff like in the tag thing when that was really fun. But in terms of just like being on in a match and like you know. Putting a lot of effort in, probably the best since then. Uh, 
I still think about how Saki and Mayu are like the most dynamic pairing of all time because they can have one of my great one of the greatest matches of all time, one of my favorite matches of all time in a uh, arena with zero people in it. And they also could have like one of the worst matches I've ever seen with a pair of handcuffs um, with like 30 people in it. So like it's that combination is really interesting to me. And I thought this was pretty decent. But yeah, nothing much outside of that. Nope, definitely not. Um, with that, we're on to the good shit. So the next match was the Ryogoku Outpost Battle. It was Himeka, Micah, and Siri wrestling to a 20-minute draw with Tekla, Mirai, and Julia. Um, so I thought this was really great. Uh, I know this is a hot take. Uh, this was great. Um, Ju- Siri was kicking the shit out of Julia. There was a five-minute stretch true. where everybody was trying to kill Julia. It was the she is not walking out alive for a little bit there. It was crazy. Um, it, it the the best part is that it felt like everybody was chomping at the beat, bit to just obliterate each other yes like at one point jumbo got in and the look on her face when she saw mirai was in the ring was like oh i get to murder her now this is awesome and i was like this is awesome i agree i agree jumbo um and yeah i i I love that that it's like oh we're all homies you know like the the next day or no like the night after uh tecla gave micah like a a fucking snow heart out of the snow she made like a, a heart out of snow and she gave it to micah and it was really cute um but on this show they were trying to break each other's necks and it was great yeah and that's that's the spirit ddm brings to these matches yeah you know they just when they're in there together it's like the old queen's quest thing of that's you why know, we say, respect each other so let's just let's obliterate each other for that win and um it's a good dynamic yeah i don't know when Queen's Quest like went away from that to where like Momo couldn't challenge Utami when like that was like their entire thing early on. But you know, that's besides the point. I, I agree and I love that trope of like, oh well we're homies, that means we could just stiff the shit out mm-hmm. of each other, right? Cool. And it worked very well. Um I'm not crazy about draws on pay per view, uh, but I thought this was fine. Like I thought it was really good wrestling, so it made up for it. Um and it felt like there was more match to go, so it's like it didn't feel like they were stretching for a draw which is the, the benefit of 20-minute draws, is that usually the wrestlers can go 20 without feeling like they're, you know, trying to go 20, unless it's like, you know, Unagi and, <laughs> you know, those types. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, no, it was pretty chill. Um, the, the Julia and Siri stuff obviously stood out the most, but Mirai was, was great again. You know, she's, she's really showing out late, lately. Uh, some of her lariats were crazy. Like, they just make a really good sound. And, um... Like if you're a spreadsheet person, this this might make your spreadsheet. I have seen a few people give it that four star range, and um, like I don't blame them at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, my spreadsheet's different, but anything over seven is like remarkably good. And I seven. seven. Who so, the hell rates matches out, I of, do 10? out of ten? How? What? I do. Who? Why? <laughs> me, because because like stars just have a bad a bad, have bad juju to me. Like, I, I don't know, it, it feels like I have to align with some, with, like, the Melcher scale, even though I don't, if I do stars, like, it feel like, I, I don't know, it's strange, so, like, I just have my own. Just like I used to do percentages, but that was way too specific. Yes, it was. Alright, well, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, anyway, there was no real advancement after that match, uh, no angle, no prominence, no beef, just 
you know, respect from all six, which I didn't expect at all. We, everybody was like, oh, here we go. Here's the, the barbershop window moment coming, but there, were, there was no barbershop window, so. Yeah. It's, I... Hmm. I'm interested for the future. Yes, that is that is a good point. Because, like, if, if Jumbo doesn't win the Cinderella, like, she has to turn on TDM. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't like that, but like if if she does not get any results then she kind of needs to like just for her character's sake cuz like she's been getting real fed up with not getting the title shots that she should be um for a long time and having to wait for you know her teammates to finish their beef yeah. so if she doesn't get it naturally she definitely does something she has to i mean there there can only be so much uh you know of her side-eyeing everybody um exactly but yeah after that we had a um a goddess of stardom championship match uh hazuki and koguma defended against unagi Saka and mina shirakawa uh koguma pinned mina with the uh the frog splash um i don't know i didn't it think wasn't this really was a frog splash it was just it was just a splash but oh wow okay sorry. sorry um but yeah i didn't think this was that great i honestly i've not been impressed with mina lately I feel like she had that injury after the Tam match, and she hasn't been the same since. Um, she's very inconsistent again. She had got to a point where she was like consistently that. really good, but she's been really inconsistent lately. And here, especially, she seemed a, a step behind everybody else, uh, especially when she's in there with Koguma, who will obviously show you up. Yeah. <laughs> the the thing about Koguma was that like I want to see her get more offense in these matches. Yeah. Because I feel like it's very frequent that it's Koguma getting beat up and then Hizuki makes a save and then Koguma gets beat up and then Hizuki makes a save. Koguma doesn't need to get beat up that much. Like, that's just that's yeah. just my take, is that she really doesn't. Um, especially, and like, I know I, I shit on Kozen both ironically and unironically, but especially against Kozen, it wasn't necessary for Kozen to get a ton of heat here on Koguma and Hizuki, and they just beat up Koguma for a lot of the match. Um, the Hizuki and Unagi bits were really good. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that those are my two were that uh, Mina was a bit behind and that, you know, Koguma just didn't get enough offense in, like, just, you know, overall. Uh, but otherwise, I thought it was a, a solid match and I enjoyed it overall. Uh, and yeah, so FWC won with the Brain Buster splash combo. Um, and I liked that. I, I, I liked that they went away from the, from the roll up. Because I was yeah. like, oh, I was watching off of the roll-up, and then they just simply beat her. You know, and I, I like that. I like that they've established the roll-up enough to the point where it's, you know, it's realistic that they could win with it, but they could also just simply beat them with the moves. Hell yeah. Um, after the match, then, Momo Anabe came out to challenge for the tag belts, and she has... And I muted the stream. <laughs> of course. And Momo has a mystery challenger. Uh, Koguma is cracking everybody up. She took the, the lead here and was... Verbally jousting with Momo, and the crowd was cracked up. So Koguma was, uh, she had everybody laughing. Um, she she basically said, "Uh, you rotten peach, do the pose." And Momo's like, "Should I do the pose? Should?" I... Now nah, I'm kicking you in the head. And I was like, that was great. "It's animal abuse." <laughs> um. So Momo has a mystery partner. She didn't say who it was. Um. Most of the speculation has been that it's Natsuko Tora coming back, which kind of makes a lot of sense. It seems early. It seems really early. She's been though. walking around on the leg for a while. I'd imagine she's fine if she's allowed out near the ring. 
don't know. Like, I, I the thing is about leg injuries is that like, like because I think about it, it's like Sai has been out for like a long ass time. To be fair though, Sai um, tore like two or three different things. That's so. that's the thing is that it's like that. So that's my my you know frame of reference is that it's like oh well you know if Sai has been out for this long then Natsuko's at least got to be out for a couple more months. But then it's like no, I think Natsuko only fucked up like one part of her leg. Sai fucked up like three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It might be Natsuko. It, somebody somebody actually tweeted at us that it could be Natsu, and I was just like, that would be like such a such a moment, like mm. such a circle moment that Momo, after being tormented by not by Natsu her entire wipeout reign, uh, just calls on Natsu and just like like that would and also like the Hazuki connection. I don't know. I think that'd be really funny. Um, but I doubt it's Natsu. Yeah, uh, she has not. She, she is gearing up since for she left. a return. But it doesn't seem like it's to start him. No, it's not. She's probably gonna like tag with Miyuki Takase because they seem really close. Yeah, and that's like the only wrestler that she consistently has like talked to and talked about and just hung out with. So, which will be a good a good team. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, I think it could be Natsuko. It could be literally anybody. Um, I feel like Natsuko's a bit early, and she has been like she's been walking our leg, but not like you know. Like, I don't know if she's in ring shape yet. I guess she has a month, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see. Uh, I hope they do not win those tag belts. I hope FWC takes it and keeps it for a little bit. But with that being said, they have already defended it twice. And historically, the tag belts do not survive past the third defense, around third or fourth. So, you know, you can hope for the best when it comes to, you know, us FWC fans. But it's very possible that Momo and... Natsuko or Momo and Raka. I don't know. I doubt it's Raka. I think it'd be cool if it was Raka, but I doubt it is. Um, I it could be that they just take the belts from FWC. Um, Momo versus Suzuki is is fun that they're doing that again, even though I'm not as high on it as I was, you know, a couple years ago. I thought that the dynamic fit them better when they were, you know, younger and Suzuki was playing the heel. But you know, it's it's exciting. It, it adds to an already loaded card at Ryugoku, so happy to see it. Yeah, another name that I've seen floated for the tag partner is, is Nanai Takahashi, but I, that just wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. To Nanai I know she has history. Yeah, like she has history with everybody, but her as Momo's partner would be very much out of left field. Um, and I'm not sure you'd bring Nanai in to do a tag a tag job. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's her. no way Nanai's winning the fucking goddess's belt. You know, like, no. so you don't, no. you aren't going to do that. I, I do think that, like, if the Oedo time Momo thing didn't happen, I think that uh, Momo and Nanai tag would be pretty fun. Like, it's like, okay. Or, like, if they wrestled again, and then, like, I don't know. I think they could have done more with the Nanai stuff, but I that's a year old, so, you know, no use mm-hmm. crying over spilled milk. Fair. Um, now... Not to not to ignore you or anything, but we are on to the yes. match, matches that I really oh, I didn't want to talk, talk about that. I want to talk about those, yeah. Yeah, so the next match on the card was the high-speed championship match between Azumi and Starlight Kid. Uh, Azumi won the belt uh, by using her numero Dude. uno submission in just over 17 minutes. Um, this has gotten a lot of buzz. Dave Meltzer has yes. been talking about this. Kenny Omega talked about this. It's uh, it's being hailed as the greatest high speed championship match of all time. Um, that is a lot. Yes, that's now, a lot. 
I love this match. Let me preface. Love this match. Literally, like, one of my favorite Starlight Kid matches, like, ever, probably. Uh, don't get me wrong. But greatest high-speed title match of all time. Had, the high-speed title has a bit of history. You know what I mean? It has, it has you know, some ears on it. I, I, it's, it's high praise, but go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I would probably put some of the uh, Atsuki Tayo era defenses uh, at the, the pinnacle. Maybe some of the yeah. ones with uh, Yoniyama, because his prime Yoniyama was, was ridiculous. Um, Those matches were incredible, yes. Yes. Um, but, I mean, this was a great match, and it definitely belongs in that top echelon with all the rest. Um, like, what you said you liked it, but you know, where are you standing on it? Uh, I thought the main was better, and mm-hmm. apparently it's a hot take, especially from you know being one of the biggest Azumi fans in you know the Western Joshi audience. I don't want that sounds a bit pretentious, but just like of all of the people we know, I'm one mm-hmm. of the bigger I'm one of the bigger Azumi fans. I thought the main event was better, um, but I did think that this was a very well done match, especially. Uh, a couple minutes into it, I felt like the high, the opening was a bit unnecessary, or just the way they did it almost was a bit unnecessary, because um, they did the the sequence, which is obviously always great. They always do a great sequence. Then they stop because they're like, "We're doing the sequence that we always do. Let's stop." And they start throwing forearms. And it was at that point that I sort of realized that, like, damn, they need to learn other trades um, in Stardom because I feel like I see way too many people just do forearms. When it's like, you could do chops, you could do, you know, sidekicks for the trades. Like, I, like that that was that was my one critique of the match. Other than that, everything was next to perfect. Um, I thought that it, near the end, I loved, I got hooked. And that's always a great thing for me in wrestling. That's my favorite thing, is when I start, like, jumping on my seat and it's like, oh, oh, it's about to happen. You know, like, I, I got really excited to the point where I, I like I said, I, I have some roommates. I am, my desk is, like, in, like, a living area. And one mm-hmm. of my roommates actually left her room and, like, got startled by me, like, jumping out of my seat. And she's like, what are you doing? It's 3 a.m. And I was like, it's it's wrestling. Wrestling's very good. Um, So that is, is that was how much I like this match. Um, I absolutely, I adored it. But I don't think that's wow. the question. I started talking about it. Yeah, I mean, listen, you 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 did it. Uh, I guess um, I thought it was great too. I I am meaning to rewatch it because uh, I I wouldn't have gone. You know, best match ever, match of the year contender. It's um, it is. I'd say it's it like one step below a match of the year contender. Yeah, like they they did so much stuff. I will give them that. And it wasn't like a bad doing stuff either. It was very entertaining and very cool. Um, I love that Azumi got over that submission finisher. Like Azumi now has Izumi Sushu, the numero uno, and of course the diving foot stomp. She has so many different ways now that she can win matches, which is really cool to have in kind of somebody like her who can just win at any time. Um, yeah. And also the, the, the plays off of their previous matches were really good. So... I mean, as far as this kind of match goes, this was definitely almost as good as they can get. Um, yeah. Although I, 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 really I also enjoyed the main event more, which I'll talk about a bit more because I love that yeah. match. Um, so but this, this, this semi-main event was excellent and it's getting 
predicted buzz, you know, like I could I, I can understand why this is going to be the one that that breaks beyond the bubble. Yeah, um, I mean, Azumi broke out the English, bro. Like she she like, you know, she tweeted at Dave Meltzer, she said thank you very much um from bottom of my heart. That's very appreciated. I was like that's like that that I like to someone like Azumi, and I know that I I sound pretentious when I talk when I pretend like I know her, but I don't, obviously. But to someone like Azumi, that does mean a lot because she is a real like student of wrestling, and she, you know, as as much as you know, people call wrestlers marks for it. She cares about people liking her match. She cares about having the best match mm-hmm. on the show. Like that's very incredibly important to her. You could just tell by you know the type of wrestler she is and the the interviews that she's done. So I think getting that buzz is is very not only warranted, but I think it, it definitely probably makes uh, Azumi very happy. So I'm I'm happy for her on that. I thought the match was great. Obviously, I I think that Azumi is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. I know that I I'm I'm happy I finally get to say it without sounding like I'm bitter because she's not a champion. She is a champion now, and I could just say it for fun. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, I oh, think yeah. she's, she's fucking incredible. Like, um, I don't know. I loved, it's funny. Cause I was, I was watching this with, um, Valked, I, I said his name wrong. Sorry. Um, and Darren, Valked and Darren. And Darren was like, I hope that, uh, Azumi hits a, uh, hits a flash pin out of the two man smash fly. And then she hit a flash submission. And Darren's like, holy shit, I was right. Oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> and we were just popping for it. It was it was just a good time. Like it was it was a fun match to watch. And, you know, as I, I loved that the numero uno was what won it. Cause I was like kind of waiting for that move. Cause I was like, yo, if she locks that in, that's like, you know, that's this generation's triangle answer. That's very, you know, relatively very protected. And mm-hmm. she got it, and I started jumping out of my chair and gets admitted, and I was so happy. Um, bit upset that this wasn't the main event now. Um, just because I would love to see Azumi close the show. But something tells me if this was the main event, I don't know if Azumi was winning. <laughs> Probably not, no. Um, yeah. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> oh, also, oh. one of the best spots of the night, Azumi hitting over the corner swan dive. Yeah, Fucking inc- insane. Crazy that was insane. She was pulling stuff like, out. Like, I, I remember the other day I saw a gif of, like, Kenny Omega doing, like, a really crazy swan dive. And I was just like, man, he's really, like, I don't know. I Like, in Kenny Omega's absence, I thought, damn, I don't think I appreciate Kenny Omega enough. And then I watched that, and I was like, fuck Kenny Omega. Azumi's, Azumi's the god right here. Look at that. <laughs> Azumi's the god right here. So, yeah, I was really happy that she got the win. And overall, just really good match. I'm very happy it's getting a lot of praise because it deserves it. Um, but I think the main event deserves a little bit more. Person. Oh hell yeah, let's go. So the main event was Sayakamatani defending her Wonder of Stardom Championship against Natsupoi. Uh she won in just under twenty-two minutes with a Phoenix Splash. And uh yeah, Dylan, I, I adored this. I'm gonna go out on this limb and say if I watched this live and unspoiled, it probably would go five stars on it. That is how much like I You know I I get it. I get yeah. it. Go yeah, on. like I haven't enjoyed match in this way in so long like this takes me back to when i was a new japan fan and i would have my head in my hands watching like tetsuya naito or something it was that kind of just in this escalation of violence and excitement and near falls that you're just like holy cow what am i watching and that was kind of what they did here they're both nuts they just do so much cool stuff 
and in between all that, like Natsupoi's forearms were really, really good. She was the thud those were making when she was hitting Saya, and Saya was just like, bring it, like, throw your best at me. Saya was playing the dominant personality in this one, and that's not a role we've really seen her in, and she was really good in it. And then, like, as time went on, and it gradually built up and built up, and they just got more and more excessive in the things they were doing to the point that well, Natsupoi hit one of her released Germans off off the, the ropes. Like, I, <laughs> it was, I actively yelled. I was like, she just dropped her head out of the corner. What the hell? Oh, dude, oh, they man. just, they did so much amazing stuff. And it kept me going and they paced it really well. And they sold the intensity of all of it. And there were so many really cool sequences. And just the creativity of some of the, the spots down the, the stretch were, were fantastic. I just... It went crazy. <laughs> this, this was amazing. Similarly to you, I think the only thing that kept it literally a half a notch off of, you know, the five star on my perfect 10 on my, you know, rating, uh, was that I knew Natsupoi couldn't win. Mm-hmm. Only thing. Because I was I was watching it, and you know when I'm watching a live match, I kind of like to be like, oh, I don't know. That's why I think the Azumi Starlight Kid finish hit so you know hard for me because I was like, I don't know if Kid's winning here or not, and I I kind of knew that Sai was winning here because like it was it was kind of obvious. Um, but other than that, I think it was like a near perfect match. Um, I I adored it. I felt, and this is one critique i always have of stardom is that a lot of times and i think a critique i especially have of julia a julia matches is that she hits hard and she has really good sequences but they rarely feel earned like it feels Mm -hmm. like they just do stuff for a bit and yeah the stuff's usually fine and then they are like okay and now we're going and attacking each other and we're you know throwing it all out everything in this match felt earned and it felt like it compounded on itself so like early on they were doing high speed stuff and they were doing it very, very well. Um, and then from there, they started doing a little bit more technical stuff, and they were doing it very, very well. And then Sai was the dominant one for a while, and she was doing it very, very well. And, you know, their chemistry, on another level. Like, I, I did not... Like, I've been watching their tag matches. I thought they've been pretty good. Did not expect them to have, like... Per, one of the best chemistry, like, pairing that I've seen in stardom for the past, like, while. Like, they worked way better together than I even expected. Mm. Like, I want to see this match again tomorrow. You know, and that's yeah. very rare for me. Um, and, yeah, they just they pulled out unique moves that you haven't really seen before um, from either of them, but they made sense for their moveset. Um, everything was timed beautifully and just perfectly. And then once they did get to the more melodramatic parts, it all felt earned, you know? Like, I, I was saying in the in that stardom does too many forearm exchanges um it feels like every match has them in this match i was like yeah this feels like they are like this feels like it should be happening like this this is a very earned forearm exchange and they're hitting each other as hard as they can and it feels like they're struggling and just all everything together just a great match i think people are gonna get a little bit too hung up on the abushi osprey reference that saya did Um, that was bad that was pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was. You know, I, I thought. I thought it was good for what it was. But then once I realized that was a reference, I was like, ah, it's a bit cheesy. But I, I, it's hard when you are somebody who is, you know, self-proclaimed the female version of Ibushi to stand up out of a, like, to do that spot without it being associated 
with your male counterpart. So I, I get it. And I thought it's a good spot regardless, but I, I get that's a bit, you know, cheesy. And uh, if that's the only thing people take from this match, then they are idiots in my opinion. <laughs> um, regardless, I thought this was a great match. Near the end, I thought they, you know, killed it. And then Saya ended up winning uh, clean as a whistle, star crusher, Phoenix splash. Um, yeah. At, at that point I was like, damn, they could have gone a couple minutes longer. And I like, I would have been okay with it, you know, like, cause how long did you go? Do you know? Uh, just under Roughly. 22. So yeah, they, they probably could have, like, I'm happy they didn't, because you never really know, but they probably could have stretched it to like 25 and it would have been fine. Like it could have, like, really great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, my match of the year so far. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Doki and Taichi got de- dethroned. <laughs> um, and yeah, great, great match. I implore everybody to go watch it, because it was just really good. Yeah. And no, it, I... was a different, it was a different white belt match than you're used to. You know, it it was it still had the white belt elements, but they used it differently. You know, and I really appreciated it. It's a Saya match. Like this is firmly the Saya way of doing things, and it's really enjoyable to watch. Um, Even the what was the one she had? Even the Unagi one. Like when it got down to the stretch, Saya was great in that one. Um, So like she has her part of it down, and if she has an opponent who can play off of that. The matches are going to be fantastic. Um, it's just a really exciting match formula that is dependent on Saya just pulling out crazy moves, and they're always really, really fun to watch. You know, because now she has the uh, La Sombra style schoolboy power bomb, which I will never not. I love that. Is insane. That uh, she just pulled out a, a spin kick to the face in this one. I was like, what on earth? What in the sorry hell is this? And she just has so many moves and she keeps adding to it as well. There's going to be a point where she just has a multitude of moves that are just absolute death and her finishing stretches are going to be insane. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm here for this Saya White Belt reign and uh, long may it continue because she's been fantastic. Um, not to take away from Natsupoi though, I thought Natsupoi was fantastic for, for her. I think. Natsupoi, uh on on her good days, which there are, she usually has good days. Um, but on her good days is like the perfect chameleon wrestler, yeah. like because she can match anybody. Uh, obviously, you know, one of my least favorite matches of the year was her versus Kid, but I think that was more they were victims of circumstances than anything. Um, I think that Natsupoi can can get a good match out of most people, and that's mm-hmm. a great attribute to have. Um, I don't know, just just a great match. Like I said one of my favorite matches this year. Um, actually, my absolute favorite match this year, one of my favorite matches I've seen in a long while. Um, I, I remember immediately after I texted you and I was like, Alex, you need to see this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, cause, cause you didn't watch it live. And I was like, dude, like just for the main alone should have watched it live. Like yeah. I, I get, you know, that it was a B show, obviously um, top to bottom. It was a bit weaker. Just like the, the early matches were a bit weaker, but like those two final matches, one of the better two match stretches that you know Starms had since the five star. Um, I mean, obviously the the big show at the end of uh, the year last year, but you know, just really, really good stuff. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 crazy that Stardom can just do a B level pay per view because this was clearly a B level show. Um, I mean, it only had seven hundred people there. They didn't have a red belt match. They didn't have you know any of the the big biggest names in in big matches, and yet they had two matches that you could conceivably have as your match of the year and i wouldn't blame you for either one which is 
yeah pretty incredible um but yeah and just you know uh, I, I i'm leaning towards saya and poi some people are going for azami and kid um this is the kind of buzz that i really haven't seen around a promotion since the the, the peak days of new japan a few years ago where I remember, because I was into New Japan at the time, and I remember every show, people would be like, oh, no, this match was five stars. No, this match was five stars. No, this, this was the best match. And you'd have, like, four matches on any given New Japan show at that time where people would be like, oh, no, this was the best match of the show. And now Stardom is doing that, where you you had two matches that could conceivably be in your match of the year talk, and I couldn't blame you at all. So that's that's pretty great for Stardom. Um and this Saya White Belt reign seemingly is going to continue on a good form. Uh, she challenged Utami for, for day one of, of Stardom World Climax. Uh, she challenged Tam for day two. Um, it's it's actually kind of funny because I personally I like the Utami Saya matchup, mm-hmm. but like in terms of just like overall opinion, like public opinion, she chose the two wrestlers that arguably she has had the worst matches with on what? big time scales. Oh, come on. That, um, that Utami no, they, no I personally, no, I personally adored the Utami Saya match. Like, don't get me wrong, but just public opinion in general, like I don't think size had a lot of like, you know, uh, busts in the main event or in like big time matches, you know, and of her big time matches, I think these two were probably the ones that, fall a little bit lower down because i don't want to say they were bad because i thought that her match with tam the most recent one was good i thought that her ones prior were a bit mad but uh just overall two opponents that are a bit controversial to saya fans like i was talking to darren and darren's like oh he's gonna she's gonna rectify the the previous matches you know uh and that's gonna be really good because specifically with tam i think that her match with her matches with utami have been really really good um i've liked all of them uh, but her matches with Tam have been a bit hit or miss for me personally and mm. for, for plenty of people. So I'm interested to see her, you know, rectify all that. Though I, I'm not super the, uh, into the her and Tam doing it again. I'm not going to lie. Neither am I. Especially day two. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think that the Utami Saya match is way bigger, uh, personally. I mean, I am an Utami fan over a Tam fan, but I think that's the bigger match. And I think that's more of like a, oh... She could lose it to Utami. That's realistic. But now it's Tam. It's not going to be Utami defending against Tam. That makes no fucking sense. You know, well, like it. I mean, I mean, it could be. They, they did. But I don't see them much. And Tom, Tom did beat Utami in the GP. So. I don't know. I, I just don't see Saya dropping it to Utami because it's day one. Yeah, probably not. No. So I think that sort of makes me a little bit sour on it because uh, the only two people who could walk away with the white belt are Saya or Tam. And Tam walking away with a white belt again just doesn't sound fun. No. Um, and I think the prospect of an Utami reign versus the prospect of a continued Saya reign is way more interesting. Uh, but that's just me. No, I gotcha. Um, I, I honestly am pretty interested in seeing what the Utami Saya match looks like because their world title match last year was so heavily built on Saya being like the underdog and she was getting these scrappy mm-hmm. near falls on Utami. You probably can't do that now. They'd have to be on a more even playing field. So I wonder how that'll play out. But I think maybe a Utami 
20 minute match might be pretty great depending on how she does um and obviously saya is gonna like work her ass off to make it work and she's probably gonna take some crazy bumps on on lariats or whatever um but i'm interested to see how that turns out i'm quite excited for it um saya and yeah. tam running it back or uh yeah saya and tam uh, not super into it i don't like when they do too many rematches and this is like their fifth match in the past year or so. And it's not even like the rematch that I'd want to see. You no. know, like like if like I know that like Micah gets slotted in fucking everywhere and mm-hmm. Micah just you know, but like I would have preferred if, if Micah came out and challenged to Tam. Yeah. Cause like at least it would be a different dynamic. Cause yeah. again, I think Micah and Utami have always sort of had the upper hand over Saya in in certain ways. Obviously Saya beat Micah in the in the Cinderella, but you know, just overall, it's always been, and I feel like the Tam match has just been done to death almost. Yeah. The thing um, is, I can they see could, they could have a good one. I can but. see why they do it. Um, Tam is obviously one of their big four. Back to back days at Sumo Hall, you need drawing matches, and and you know, Saya or Tam in a title match is obviously uh, appealing to a fan. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting about it as well is Saya in her post match comments said. You know, I challenge these, and these are two of the four giants in, in stardom. So I wonder if this is the start of Saya trying to beat those four giants. four giants. I assume that's, you know, Utami, Tam, Julia, Mayu. So maybe... That's... Shuri. I don't know. Shuri always feel, felt like... Okay, so so, so, she, so Saya has really likes fours. She she really likes working in force because obviously there's a five star. Takumi isn't one of the giants no. because she was the fi- one of the giants of the five star. If everybody remembers rem- mm-hmm. remembers uh, clearly enough that uh, Saya was talking about the giants of the five star and one of them was not announced yet. Um, and here we are with the spoiler, uh, Saya Kamatani. Mm-hmm. But so it's not Takumi, but I think it is Shuri. Uh, I don't know if Mayu's in there. I would say Mayu is. I'd say I think it, it might, I think it's Shuri it might and be Julia. it might be Mayu and Kyrie instead. I don't know if Julia is in there. Um, well, okay, it it depends on yeah, it depends on what she means because I mean like putting Tam in there is really funny. Then <laughs> you know Kyrie, Mayu, you know Utami, and also Tam Nakano. See, that's I've always thought that with Tam, there's this weird perception issue with Tam where people still view her as like Star's sidekick Tam. And she's been one of their most pushed people over the past year. Plus. No, I know. It's, it's, I think it's not just you. I think it's I not prefer, like it's not just you. Yeah. It's everybody has this perception issue of oh Tam, why Tam? And it's like she's she's one of their big four. Like she was white belt. She main evented the Budokan. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know it is really. You're right that there is a like despair uh, uh, words. Um, <laughs> it's it's just wild it that Tam is. You know the fourth pillar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh man! Look, you know, there's always gonna be one. It's like in uh, AW's pillars. You know, they got Sammy Guevara there, and everybody's like, "Why?" So it's you know, it's how yeah. that goes. Um, but yeah, the four killers also has like just Hook or Dante or literally <laughs> any other wrestler that's currently wrestling right now. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Danhausen. Gotta love AW and their uh, stuff. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that was sure. that was the Stardom show. Uh, great show, as you can tell by us raving about the last two matches. Uh, also, the DDM trios match was was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was good. 
And yeah, that's that's that. For a B-level pay-per-view, I thought that was really good. Uh, they set up some stuff for Stardom World Climax. But, you know, they have a lot in their back pocket, which I think was interesting. I expected there to be some big angles on this show. But they still have uh, the Mystery Sensei, Mystery Woman number two, a Mystery Tag Partner, another prominence thing, the DDM split, all simmering in their back pocket to, to pull out whenever. Like, this, this, they've just got so much going on that they did a pay-per-view of just matches and it delivered to, to such a high extent. And they still have so much waiting that they can still do. Yeah. I it's mean, insane. Storm's on a roll. It is. Um, just as a side thing, uh, Azumi and, and Starlight Kid on at the moment on, on Cage Match has a 9.2 out of 10. Which is is very high. It's the third highest match of the past month. Um, it's fair. It is getting. It's one of those though where some more reviews are coming in from outside of the Joshi bubble. Maybe people who you know came onto it because of Dave Meltzer, and they are seven eight region on it. So I I can see it going lower because people maybe aren't into the style are are coming into it and they're starting to say oh it's a four star match it's a three and three quarter star match or whatever like that so it is gonna drop from here i remember one of the i actually read the the, some of the comments on the dave Meltzer tweet and a lot of people were kind of like damn it's almost like starm fans over hype every single match and a lot of starm fans do but this match was like deserving of the hype in my opinion that was really really good so i think there are a lot of people coming at like that Mm -hmm. and are like oh well i've seen Kenny Omega do that before. I've seen Will Ospreay yeah. do that before. Who cares? And it's like you're not really Dave really you know giving it the, or, the props it deserves. Dave or somebody else really shot it in the foot with the uh, comparison to Osprey and Okada because that you're yeah, setting a exactly. weird bar. I mean, it it was it was better than that, but <laughs> but it, that wasn't the. I think I think Kenny said it that it's like it's not really comparable whatsoever, and it's not. I've watched both matches, and it's, it's not comparable whatsoever. That's true. Um, but yeah, that's just an interesting thing on that match. Um, we do have two shows to preview for this weekend. Um, we can just run through these, though. There isn't a whole lot happening. Um, yeah. Let me just make sure. Yeah, it's only two. Okay. So the first one is on the 26th of February. It is in uh, Hyogo. So that uh, doesn't tell you this is going to be a, a rest stop for everybody. Then I don't know what will. Uh, the, oh, that means that, that Julia's about to fucking work her ass off. She works her ass off in front of 100 people. You know this. She does. I <laughs> love Julia. Um, so the opener is Mina Shirakawa versus Rina. Um, yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the match after that then, this is actually a good match. It's probably the match of the show. It's uh, Hanan and Koguma versus Natsupoi and Mirai. Oh, that does actually sound Yeah, that's going to be good. Don Mondo is winning, of course, but... uh. Obviously, yeah. Hannah's been taking a lot of L's. Just like, just like, obviously, like it's expected. She's a teenager, but <laughs> like they put the belt on her. It's like, okay, now you lose to everybody else on the roster. Cool, yeah. cool. Well, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, the next match then is the Don Del Mondo team of Siri, Micah, and Himeka versus Tam Nakano, Unagisaka, and Waka Skiyama of the Cosmic Angels. Um, DDM are winning there. Waka taking the pin. Yeah. Okay. Could be good. Yeah, possibly, yeah. It's yeah. possible. Um, match after that then is Julia, Tekla, and Mai Sakurai versus Mayu Itani, Hazuki, and Momo Kogo. Uh, I could see that being the draw of the show. 
Probably the drone. Yeah, yeah. Just to protect Mai and Momo. Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Momo takes the L, but. I don't know. I don't know. I can see them protecting her. I hope. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Um, the main event then is an eight woman tag match. It is Azumi, Sayakamitani, Lady C, and Utami Hayashishta versus the Uedo Tai team of Saki Kashima, Ruaka, Starlight Kid, and Momo Watanabe. We've seen this match before. I, I know we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it could be good. I mean, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine, possibly. but uh, definitely not uh, breaking the bank there. I don't even know who wins. I guess a way to tie. They win most of these. Who's the lowest file? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a way to tie wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, low, wins. Because if Rena was in there, maybe, but yeah, she's I don't think see over. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, exactly. All right, and the next show to preview then is on the 27th. Uh, this is in Mie. I don't know. M-I-E. <laughs> Sioux City is Mie, uh, yeah. the other one. I don't know. Um, it's Mie. Okay. Uh, the opener then is Tam Nakano and Waka Skiyama versus Saki Kashima and Raka. Um, oh. Yeah, I guess Saki might win there. She could. Possibly. Oh, no, I think Tam could probably Maybe. take the dub too. Possibly. You know. Um, match after that then is Mina Shirakawa and Unagi Sayaka versus Mirai and Tekla. Um, that could go either way. They really, hmm? they really are. Uh, Dude, they... <laughs> these, these are houses. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's not not ideal. It gets worse, so. believe me. Um, I think I think DDM wins. Yeah, I mean Tekla and Mina can pin each other, really. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, the match after that then is Mayu Watani and Momo Kogo versus Julia and Mai Sakurai. I actually kind of like that. Really? No, I I think I I like that it's the leader and the you know most rookie member versus the leader and the most rookie member. I think if it was you know Sherry, um, and my Sakura, I think it would be like better. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, can't always go what you want. I like that they're kind of. I don't know. I think that could be good. It's it's an interesting match. Fair, fair enough. I think Julia. I think Julia's team wins though. Yeah. No. That's that's fair. Um, pinning Momo, I guess that that makes sense. Yeah. It's also it's also a possible preview if Sherry loses. Oh yes, yes. Like they're they're probably keeping that in in mind. Oh yeah, they do that. they so, do yeah. like to mention that. I like that match. All right, uh, the match after that then is the stars team of Hanan Koguma and Hazuki versus Rina Starlight Kid and Mom Watanabe of Oedo Tai. Mm. Yeah. Um. I could see somebody pinning Rina. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Rina takes the L. Yeah. And then uh, probably the best match on the show is the main event: Siri, Micah, Himeka, and Natsupoi of Donna Del Mondo versus Utami, Azumi, Saya, and Lady C of Queen's Quest. Oh, that does sound yes. good. So it's it's uh, the I don't know what what are we calling it? Uh, DDM Black and Silver or Red and or the... Should they be the the wolf the, I don't know. The, the uh, proclaimed split, if that does happen, this is one side of the split, even though it probably mm-hmm. won't end up being like this. But uh, the good side of the split, no offense to Mariah, Tekla, and Julia. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like a good mm-hmm. match. I, I hope it doesn't go you know, to like 30, which it doesn't have to because Lacey's there. 
Um, yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and yeah, that's it. Uh, that is that is everything. The the show is done. I feel yeah. like we've been doing this for three hours now, probably because it has been two hours. <laughs> um, because we had to take a break. Yeah, it's been a while. But um, yeah, that's that. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about the uh yes. <laughs> these house shows, I guess, and preview whatever Stardom has coming up, which uh might not be a lot. It isn't that isn't New Blood, right? No, New, New Blood's, Blood's two weeks week after, right? yeah. There's a cork in there, and a, and a bell yeah. cell Takadano Baba show. So, uh, yeah. Ooh, love that. But love uh, that. yeah, we have uh, two weeks of house shows, so uh, we'll have to see how we can fill time there. But, um, you know, you, you got enough off us today. So. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. All right. Well, with that, we should close the show. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Leave today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Azumi beats kid. Ijo. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Dunkin' doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So, they made two. Both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic Peppermint Mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint. While the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.